Hello and welcome to episode 34 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building comic stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we are reviewing the series finale of HBO's Game of Thrones. This is your spoiler alert for Game of Thrones and the finale and all episodes before. If you don't want to be spoiled, pause the podcast and come back later. This is Matt, and Noah is off with a night watch. So I've sent my three-eyed raven for three or for other co-hosts, and I'm joined by my own Robert Baratheon, Mr. Joe Deggs. The rightful heir. And our own little finger of the pong table, Mr. Ken Marangola. Uh, that's, uh, that's the nicest thing you've ever said about me before. <laughs> you're, you're, you're very welcome. So, Joe, uh, why don't you lead us off with your initial thoughts on the last episode of Game of Thrones? So, initial thoughts. I don't think it was as awful as the uh, interweb is saying. I would probably say that over time, it won't seem as bad. I think it we, wasn't too much of a shock. And, uh, you know, it, it, was, it, was, it was the ending that that we all deserved, in, in, in my view. And how about you, Ken? I thought it was great. I mean, I, I know it, it had shortcomings. It wasn't perfect, um, but I liked it. I thought, I thought that uh, the, the manner in which it wrapped it up, if you could get past kind of the abruptness of the season and the speed in which things were resolved uh, versus the speed in which other things happened throughout the entire show's you know, run, I would say that I was very pleased. And unlike shows where we can debate the finale and uh, talk about whether it was a good end for the show or a bad end for the show, I just think the reality is the show's not over. You know, we're, gonna, we're getting more Game of Thrones. And that's, that separates the debate uh, from other awesome TV show debates. And just to be clear, I think Game of Thrones is the greatest television show ever created. I yield back the balance of my time. So, I mean, you, you think, well, I know prequels have been announced. You, you think we're going to get stuff uh, going beyond on this point uh, of, of the show? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's, so the show, the prequel show, my understanding is that it's in production um, already. So they've cast it. We know who the cast is. We've seen them, seen their faces. Uh, we know what they're, who the characters are. We kind of know some of the ground they're going to tra- tra- trample, um, so to speak. But we also know that there's three other Game of Thrones shows HBO has moved forward on, one of which seems to be dead in the water. And I'm, I, I don't pretend to know which one is which. Uh, but the other two have gone beyond the script stage uh, at this point in time. And I got a feeling HBO, for a variety of obvious reasons, is going to push hard. Uh, but the way the show ended, I mean, we can, we can, we can dance around it, uh, and I hope we talk a lot about it, but uh, there's the, the show ended pretty much like a season would end uh, kind of setting up you know further plot lines and storylines and and i i don't have it, there's not a doubt in my body that they're going going to um pick up at least one of those uh storylines at the end of the show uh and and move it forward and joe and maddie we're probably not even going to wait for that show much longer than we had to wait for a stupid season of the show in between seasons so i mean i just I'm excited, and maybe I'm living in a dream world, but I think it's happening. All right. Uh, Joe, uh, what do you think? Uh, what, what would you like to see? 
I think I think uh, Ken's onto something. I, I kind of said that to my wife last night watching it. You know, there's a dragon out there flying around. We have uh, Arya talking about going to uh, unseen worlds. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's a lot of major characters still uh, uh, still alive. So I kind of agree with Ken that I think that uh, you know HBO, uh, for lack of a better term, definitely hedged their bets with some of these characters, opening the door for. Uh, for there to be uh, some more story with, with this, no, not prequel characters, but, you know, with, with this cast of characters around this world and this time frame. Okay, so let's, uh, let's discuss some of the, the endings for, or possible endings for some of these characters. Uh, let's, let's touch on uh, Bran being, uh, being kicked, uh, picked as the, the king. Uh, Ken, what would what, you think about that choice? I thought it was great. I thought it 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 we it put all of us debating Sansa versus John versus Arya for the most part. I think is where like the money was. Um, I mean, there's a reason why every Stark's storyline was meaningful and had purpose. If you look back to Arya, Sansa, John specifically, but you could even talk about Rob, um, and you can even talk about the family in general. But the main characters, the main Stark characters. Their storyline throughout the show, they took you right up into it. I mean, you were you were you were nose up into this Stark's pain and suffering for a long time. It all had purpose, um, and this was this was clearly the purpose for Bran. I'd be shocked if this wasn't written, you know, years and years ago. But you don't you don't feel in any way that like Bran was almost for for the longest time just sort of like a set piece that was sort of moved around from from here to there. He wasn't as proactive as as, as some of the other other characters. So for him to be, uh, and it might have been by design, but uh, he gets rewarded uh, uh, at the end where where most of the other people were were people of action, where he was just sort of in the background reacting. Uh, what do you think about that? Oh, I, I don't think he was, I mean, I think if you buy into all like the mythology about the three-eyed raven and kind of the journey that he went on and the training that he received and his ability to, um, you know, do all the things that he did, you know, on the show, I don't think he was rewarded for, I mean, I, I, I think he went through it. I mean, I think he, he certainly did move around. I mean, talking about a cripple kid who went all the way up to the, where the children of the forest created, created the Night King and made it all the way back down. Um, I, I I don't know. I think uh, I think he he was. I'll tell you what, um, Joe and Matt. I thought that the way that Tyrion announced it and presented it was the best part. And I, I feel like I'm talking too much already, but I just love that Tyrion had time to think about it. Plus, that was the only time, really, in the last like I don't know how many seasons where they actually at least gave a crap and like tried to get us thinking like that everything just didn't happen in the same day because they said Tyrion said he had had a lot of time to think about it. I forget if he said weeks or days or however long he was in there thinking about it. Um, so at least I didn't try to tell us that like all of a sudden all the lords and ladies of Westeros showed up at the dragon pit like that afternoon. Um, but he thought about it. It, ma it makes perfect sense. And he's clearly the smartest, you know, character on the show, you know, by sheer virtue of him surviving the show. So I, 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 I thought it was the right choice. I thought it was a great, um, ending, and I love the fact that it was Tyrion who was able to to pitch and sell it. Okay, so Joe, um, why don't you why don't we shift to uh, to another Stark? Uh, why don't we discuss uh, Sansa's ending? Uh, 
why don't you give me your thoughts on her decision to um, remain independent and go uh, back to the north? I think uh, I think it helps to leave the uh, Seven Kingdoms when you're when your brother's hard the other six. That's what I think. It's it's a convenient. No, I thought it was great. I did. I thought uh, you know uh, uh, you know Sansa's storyline. I think you and I talked about it a little bit offline. Uh, you know, if there was a uh, a Stark that was uh, disliked for lack of a better term, from season one, you know, the way she was enamored with uh, Joffrey Mm -hmm. uh, and all the Targaryen, you know, over time, over uh, Lannisters, I mean, over time, how she kind of metamorphosis was a survivor, got to appreciate her heritage, and then um, ultimately to be the queen of the North. You know, I thought it was, I thought it was a great, you know, great ending. I thought they did really, really right by her. Yeah, I mean, she definitely, she definitely, had a rough time she uh you know she had three three marriages and um uh none of them were of her really of her choice and none of them re- went, went uh very well so for her to have a happy ending uh, i think was 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 fitting uh ken what do you think she's one of my favorite characters i mean first of all she's a smoke show she's super hot can't wait to see her in dark phoenix um, I, I, and again, all her storyline had purpose. She, had, and it wasn't that like her brother is the king of the other six, because really the power wasn't coming from Bran. The power was coming from the group. So for her to be like, I'm out, you know, I mean, I'm in, but I'm out, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not part of this anymore. And for Tyrion to like, just like be amending the, the new constitution on the fly, you know, like with handcuffs on. Was also pretty great. He was like, okay, so, so okay, with six kingdoms, great. We're gonna go with six kingdoms here, you know. I mean, it's the biggest kingdom, and it's the north. They're the biggest badasses, the best fighters, the best army, the most space. That's where Tormund is. I mean, come on, the north is the best. She could. The other people in the room would have had to have taken issue with it. Uh, and Joe and Matt will be asking ourselves for years. Did I mean? Yeah, Bran was given all this stuff. He didn't ask for it, and he took, and he was, and he kind of accepted it. But did he? Did he? Did he set this whole thing up? I mean, obviously, he he must have known that Sansa was going to go off on her own, and he he pre had no problem with it. And then you know, just to kind of you think about the the idea of the Game of Thrones, right? What uh, what Cersei used to uh, said that uh, I think it was season three where. You play the Game of Thrones, you either win or you die. I feel that, that, you know, Sansa was probably the most reluctant to actually play the Game of Thrones, uh, but she did, and she, and she won, when you think about it. You know, like, who, if someone won the Game of Thrones, it, it, you know, you'd say Bran, ultimately, but, you know, Sansa as well, you know, a winner in the Game of Thrones. Casinos should be paying off that ticket, in my opinion. If you bet on Sansa to be on the throne at the end, I feel like the casino needs to pay that bet. I mean, I had a hundred on Gedry at five to one. I thought it was easy money. So goes to show you how much yeah, I know. wish I would have. He we was. We could have talked was, about that first. He was a he was a pick for he was a pick for May. So what? okay. I, I I thought I thought he was going to be uh, I thought he was going to be a dark horse. He was he was going to sneak in there. So well, how in God's name were they, the guy was was banging an, anvils for his whole life? He his is the biggest claim to fame was he ran like the Westeros' first marathon on ice and like and and he and he got he got down with area i mean that's pretty that's pretty solid i'm not gonna i'm not gonna 
put that in the W category for Gendry. Well, come on, guys. A but he king? was he was Baratheon's he was Baratheon's bastard son. So he had no well, Baratheon had no right to the throne from the very beginning. Well, if the if the wheel wasn't broken, then you know, right or wrong, and right to the throne, then you know, you could say that Gendry would have would have went up on the throne like the the wheel still spinning and still Baratheon. So. I've sat next to you at a casino before and heard you make the same rationalization for a game you just lost. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's uh, let's shift to somebody who does have a uh, a claim to the throne. What do you what do you think about uh, John's ending? Uh, I think we can discuss this uh, pretty pretty in depth. Uh, he was he was sent off uh, back back to the to the Night's Watch. Uh, what do you what do you, we'll, we'll let Joe lead off here. I'm glad because that one I, I have a little bit of a problem of. You know, uh, granted, uh, you know what what was going on in Grey Worm's mind if he really wanted to, you know, stand pat or he really just wanted to kind of end the conflict. But agreeing to let, uh, you know, John go back to the uh, to the wall, it's not you know, it's not a punishment. That's like letting uh, Pac-Man Jones go on house arrest on the Vegas Strip. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's there's, there's no punishment. At, there's no punishment for uh, John on the wall. You know, look what goes on up there. You know, there's women, there's wildings. Uh, you know, I always thought that was, that was somewhat, uh, you know, rushed to a point. But, you know, maybe Grey Worm knew that. But I don't really think sending, sending John is a twin to a punishment. Well, I mean, Grey Worm was, uh, since the episode before, Grey Worm was, uh, was very upset when he, when he lost his, when he lost his bay. So, uh, but I mean, really, I mean, he had been through so much with John. He couldn't, he couldn't cut him some slack there at the, at the end. He, uh, he, you know, he was still, he was still so upset with him that he, he couldn't, uh, he couldn't let anything go. Well, you know, I guess he didn't, he didn't gut him when uh, he found out he killed Danny, which is another story together because you don't really know. You assume that, John told him he did it because, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, when that first happened, the first thing I thought was, wow, like, you know, no one knows that he did this except for, except for him because the dragon, you know, grabbed her and took her away unless someone saw, you know, saw the dragon, you know, holding her, which might be hard to do. Like, mm-hmm. no one would really know about it. But I guess he came clean as to what he did, and then they threw him in the lockup. But yeah. you know, part of me thinks that, you know, the gray worm that they were kind of de- depicting, who was, you know, uh, super loyal, working off of anger, would have just gutted him right there. So, again, you know, all, all for interpretation, as far as the show goes. Uh, you know, maybe, again, maybe as I, as I talk through it, he just really, gray worm in his heart of hearts, maybe he wanted the conflict to end too. But he wanted to kind of keep his loyalty to his, to his, uh, his oath to, to his queen. Ken, uh, your thoughts? So Tyrion described it as a life sentence that made uh, that, that appeased Grey Worm's wishes for you know John killing his queen. I just think this is another case of Bran knowing what's going on. Bran clearly knows T- Tormund and, and Ghost are at the wall. Tormund told John he was going to be um, at the wall, uh, getting things ready to go go further north. Last time we saw Tormund, and I just think this is Bran. You know, and, you know he said the words. Uh, you know, you were exactly where you're supposed to be. And I just feel like that's what, what you know, Bran sent him north because that's where, that's where John's supposed to be. A lot of people t- say that, you know, throughout the show, John in the north, I mean, that's where he, he got with Egret. Um, that's where, 
he really you could really him Tormund and Mance Raider had a thing going on, and I think John had a lot, had um, you know probably his best years or his best you know John's knownness I think what took place north of the wall, and so I just think this is brand doing right by Jon Snow in a way that similar to Joe, what Joe was saying, it was a little sick to my stomach, you know, kind of seeing them take that piece off the board, you know, and John's not even going to be a, a factor for King. Um, but at the same time, yeah, I think that's where his, his character was is supposed to be. And having him and, and Tormund and Ghost together um, above the wall definitely felt, felt right. Okay. Um, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, but uh, I think we should go back to it um, because we, we, we just discussed Jon Snow. Um, so let's discuss Jon's, uh, Jon Snow's decision to, to take Danny out. Uh, uh, Joe, um, uh, what, do you, what do you think there? I'm not going to lie. I didn't see it coming. Uh, again, my wife did call it. Um, you know, I think it was, uh, I think, it was, I think it was well done, you know, you know, kind of, uh, you know, he was faced, you know, the face with the, with the tough decision. Um, I feel as if, uh, the, I think uh, the questions he was asking her before he did it, uh, mm. meant so much, you know, like part of me when he was first doing it, I'm like, wow, not knowing that he was gonna, he was gonna gutter. And then we like, wow, this, you know, he, he knows where this is going. This is a waste of his time, but he was just still looking for a glimmer of hope. Uh, in her, he didn't. He didn't want to do it. And I thought that was well done by them. To be honest with you, I know they're getting a lot of uh, flack for character development and everything else, but I thought that was, I thought that was super sharp on the, on their end of how you know he asked a couple of questions about free interior and and just you know her overall mindset, and then uh you know he did what he had to do. He did what he had, what he had to do. Ken, uh, I thought it was in, totally in line with his character. Like throughout again throughout the show. The- the, some of John's biggest kills, um, you know, he killed, he killed one of his fellow um, uh, crows, you know, north of the wall in order to advance his, advance the cause of, of, of what he thought at the time was, was the, um, you know, the, the north uh, trying to get, get himself, uh, what was it a corn half hand? He, he killed him in that fight to get, you know, to, to advance the, advance what he thought was right. He killed, um, Mance Raider, you know, and that was a, a mercy killing, but he did something where he defied, uh, you know, authority um, because he thought it was the right thing to do. And, um, you know, I think that he's, he, it was, it was perfectly in his character. He, uh, I don't think that he cared again, because I think that that also proves that he did not want to be King. He had no interest in it. I don't think that he, he makes that move. If he has any interest whatsoever in being King, because just like Tyrion said, half the people would love him, half the people would hate him, and you'd be back in back to square one. So I think he's just like the guy who does. He's like Batman, you know. He just like he does what what he's the. What did you say, Joe? He's the instead of the ending we deserve. He's the hero, you know that the the people deserve. I guess I, I don't know. I, I thought that it was it was totally within inside his character, uh, and I thought it was he was the right person to do it um, because he wasn't. He didn't do it for to advance himself. He did it because he thought it was the right thing to do for everybody who was living. And he's always fought for the living. Very true. Okay. So after 
um, John kills Danny, the the dragon comes in, and we're sort of teased for a moment uh, that the the, the dragon may uh, burn John up, but then he turns and he he burns the the Iron Throne down. Um, what do you what do you think about the 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 sort of the drama they set up there, and then the the dragon um, letting John go? Um, Joe, we're going to let you lead off here again. Well, I mean, it's obvious symbolism. I, I, I thought I feel as, as if I they kind of teed it up with the way the dragon greeted John before he walked in. So I mm-hmm. honestly I honestly didn't think that the uh, that he was going to toast him. Um, I thought it was okay. You know, maybe a little hokey, you know, the dragon's going to burn, you know, burn the, you know, the Iron Throne. But overall, overall, you know, it was, it, I thought it was well done. You realize, too, that a lot, a lot of this does come directly from from R.R. R. Martin. So you wonder if that was something that he said that the dragon does in the books. You know, he that uh, referenced the, the, the hold door, you know, hold the door and everything else. That was, you know, that was after the, the books were out, but that came right from him. So that's the one thing I did think during that scene was. Now the actual burning of the thrones was this the the new writers or did this come right from uh, from R. R. Martin's notes? Ken, I think that I think we've been underestimating the intelligence of these dragons from the very beginning. because uh, because that dragon not it didn't just lose its mother; it lost his uh, you know leader, like they lost the person who was given all the orders. So now basically you have a dragon who's Mourning the loss of his mom and the person who gives out all the the, uh, the the authority, he chose restraint by not eating. I guess Jon Snow, who I, I was waiting for, like the dragon, to just like start reporting to Jon Snow. And by the way, we keep calling him Jon Snow, and we know his real freaking name, but um, that's a separate issue. The uh, I'm just thinking, like all I can think of is Jurassic Park, and like thinking, like okay, there's one dragon out there. But like, if they get some frog DNA, maybe some turtles, can they like make some more dragons? Is this dragon going to be out there like <laughs> banging frogs all over the place? Like these frogs got to be careful. Like if there's like a nightclub with some frogs hanging out, and they see a dragon come in, they need to get 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 to hopping. So uh, what happens if it was somebody else other than John or Eggert who uh, who did it? I mean, the, the that one dragon um, sort of smelled him when he came in, and John had ridden the the other dragon do you think the the dragon might have had a a different reaction if say uh you know sansa went up there and uh you know said hey i'm on a diplomatic mission to discuss some of this stuff and then in the middle of it shanked her do you think the uh the dragon would have had a had a different reaction if it was somebody other than john slash eggert targaryen i think they lead you to believe that right I don't know. I mean, they, because he's he has Targaryen in him, and that's where that's where their loyalty lies. Uh, it's a good question. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Ken, I think I heard you say no earlier. No, I I think that dragon was just like a, a century. I don't think he was. I mean, I, I again, I think these dragons are way smarter than we we've been giving them credit for. I think it was just making sure someone was passing through. They, he would have let. I think the dragon would have let just about anyone. I don't think the dragon was expecting anyone. To kill, to kill the to, to kill Daenerys, but I mean, I, I maybe you know just wouldn't have let like some peasant through or something like that. I mean, I think the dragon knows who's who's on the good guy side and who's on the bad guy side. I mean, the dragon already did meet Tyrion uh, in the um, you know the vault uh, in Karth. So I mean, I think like you know the dragon has been shown been known to show restraint 
But I don't know how restrained he's going to be if he sees some frogs at the next level. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, okay, so I think we've covered a lot of people. Um, we've talked about Tyrion a little bit, um, but at the end, um, Tyrion is back to his position as as Hand. Um, so he kind of returns back to the position that he was at the at the beginning of this season. Um, but he's got a he's got a new council that's made up of a, a lot of people that we've seen before. Um Joe, you know, what did what what did you think about that first council meeting we had there with the uh Master of Coin, the uh uh we had Sam there and uh we had Braun of the of the back is it of the Blackwater? Uh what do you think about that new group we had there? I kinda like that. I thought that was well done. I also think that kind of goes back to Ken's point about there, there might be some future production with this, with this crew. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, I don't know if you guys were uh, watching this episode, maybe think about other TV shows, last episodes and, and the like, and uh, West Wing had a very similar actually ending to that, where they kind of had the, the new president and his chief of staff and, uh, uh, communications director kind of meeting and discussing the goings on and then kind of faded away as to like, this is a new, this is a new start doing the, doing the same thing. So it kind of reminded me of that as well. I thought it was well done. Ken, what did you think about that, that, that council meeting we had there at the end? Oh, I was thoroughly depressed by, I mean, it was, that's when I first got super excited that Jon Snow wasn't going to be King. Like dealing with that, this, seems would seem like the worst possible fate for anybody i mean just to go back to politics as usual of any kind after the eighth season we watched that also was when i was kind of like all right i'm pretty much good here like Bron is like back to being Bron's in that room now i mean i i, I to me the like the minutiae of the small council like the small council meetings provided a ton of cool uh back and forths and that room had you know there was the meetings between Tywin and Cersei, obviously some early, you know, Tyrion stuff, you know, all the way back to Ned Stark, you know, as the hand of the king, that, that room is, is, would reign through the entire show. Uh, And I'm glad it wasn't the last scene of the entire show because I was definitely like depressed watching them get back to it. And, and I mean, Bronn shouldn't be the master of anything in that room. That that's kind of like upsetting. Um, to me, I mean, I, I think the best part of that entire scene was Tyrion straightening chairs before they came in. Yeah, he definitely was a he definitely was a strange choice uh, to to be there. Um, you know, you have you have Sam, you have uh, Brienne, um, you have uh, Davos. Uh, am I missing anybody? I, I think I think that's it, and like all of those people are, all of those people are are good people, um, and then you just have you just have Bran of the Blackwater there, um, just sort of making things difficult. So I'm not sure I'm not sure how he got he got in that that position. Maybe uh, maybe uh, Bran the Broken knows what he's doing, and he he has him there for for a reason. So he didn't want any part of it either. You saw him. He wheeled in and wheeled out. I mean, he was wheels up as soon as he got into that room. And I also think he's we're gonna work into that dragon. He's not afraid of that dragon. Well, he's gonna he's gonna try to find him. I think he's gonna find him and he's gonna work into him. He's gonna make that dragon come to heel, and they're gonna have like the, the, the some s'mores. I mean, something's something's gonna be some fun's gonna happen. 
Okay, so I think we've covered pretty much all the, the, the main characters here in the end. Um, Joe, is there anything that they didn't tie up that you wish that they, that they would have tied up? Um, you know, top of my head, uh, not really. Not, not really. I kind of, uh, more for just the, uh, the you looked as if there was going to be a, a, a Grey Worm, Jon Snow fight there for a while. I mean, they were on each other for two episodes. And although there wasn't, I think there was a message to that. I wouldn't mind seeing those two go at it just to see, you know, who has a, who had better chops with the, with the weapons. Um, uh, no. And again, cause I honestly think, I don't think, you know, kind of what Ken, what Ken said, I don't think we're done. I think, I think there, I think there will be some more. I, re- I really do. How about you, Ken? Is there anything you wish that uh, was tied up that uh, hasn't been tied up yet? You know what? I mean, I, they, they, there was a lot of storylines. I mean, nothing that I was like feeling that needed to, to be told that would have made the season longer, except for, you know, just taking more time to tell the story that was did in six episodes. But as long as we're talking about it, there was a red priestess back in Marine. I believe it was, her name was Anya Buxtein. She was a red priestess. They, they, Tyrion convinced her to say good things about Daenerys in the town and make everything great. I, I, I just totally respected her as an actress. She looked amazing as a Red Priestess. The fact that they never brought her back or incorporated her more into the show, to me, was a, just a, a huge failure on their part. Okay. Tell me you don't remember who she is. I, 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 I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now. and I'm going to need to do an IMDB search. Uh, yes. Kinvara. Her name was Kinvara. She was a Red Priestess. Varys and Tyrion brought her in and convinced her to talk good about Daenerys around town, um, which, which all the other red priests and priestesses started doing. But she was the one who had the lines in the throne room. Um, and I can tell you, she was sorely missed in the remainder of the show. Okay. Well, uh, for, for me... <laughs> I would say that uh, I'm a big I'm a big hero's journey uh, storytelling, uh, and I feel that uh, John was on that hero's journey, and then was uh, sort of just spun off of it. I, I I think John should have not been. I'm I'm firmly that John should have not been sent to the wall. John John should have been able to to hang out and play more of a part in it. So that that's that's my tying it up which which goes to earlier points but uh but we know there was never a, a night's watch i mean he wasn't going to swear back in i mean that was that was never going to be the case right no he was going to be free folk right that's kind of yeah he was they, exactly exactly which yeah. falls under Sansa's rule right i mean i think it plays out perfectly now you got basically got uh him doing his thing i mean if if things were to come back together you know, Matt, I think his character is totally freed uh, to be a hero again, you know, to answer a call or to show back up, you know, when needed. Um, if he was the king, man, I just don't, I think that would be like the death of the hero's journey in, on this show. Okay, so maybe let's let's go back to Grey, Grey Worm. Do we think maybe this is a way for, for Grey Worm to, to save face so he can turn to all the other Ansali and say, hey, I, I sent him off to the night watch and, and gray worm knew that, uh, uh, you know, there, there was no such thing and he was just going to go up there and, and keep moving and keep moving North without a way for him to, um, to, uh, 
save face with his troops and and give John give John an out. I think I think that uh, I think that part of what everyone was trying to do, and I and I'm going to give Grey Worm credit for being part of it too, because him and, and the Unsullied showed a lot of restraint by not just killing Jon Snow and Tyrion when they as they were prisoners, um, you know, until that moment. But I think that it's it's like uh, the whole formation of this new government and, and idea is that. You know, the new king shouldn't be the one that killed the old king or queen or whatever that is. And I think that, you know, in the same way that, it's, that the, the quote unquote stupid son um, couldn't, uh, you know, come back and, and, you know, be the thorn in the kingdom's side down the road. I think by the same token, you know, the new the new ruler shouldn't be the one who just, you know, torched the old ruler. And I, I, so I, I liked I thought that that definitely played into what they were going for in this new government, although Samuel Charlie probably presented the best you know, idea, and they laughed him right out. I don't know if you guys were betting on that. We, we had bets on what form of government they would take. And democracy was definitely um, not the leading odds, you know, answer, but it was in there. And the fact that they bandied it out there like they did with Tarly and that, that it got laughed down, I, I thought that was pretty entertaining. I, I think with a great, great worm state of mind, I think, is one of those. Uh, I'd be curious to two months from now when, like, you know, the writers explain – explain someone's thought process because you think about where Grey Worm was, you know, he has both Tyrion and Jon uh, under lock and key. He has an army outside, you know, from the north, ready, ready to, to go if it had to. And, you know, kind of walked Tyrion up to the point where it was, you know, at one point he kind of told him to shut his mouth, but then was like, also let him kind of say his piece as to who he thought would be the, uh, who would be the next ruler, and then and then act, and acquiesce to that. So I, that was somewhat, uh, I don't want to use the word inconsistent, but I was saying w- just a little bit perplexing as to where Grey Worm was thinking the, uh, the whole time. I, you know, if you give the writers the benefit of the doubt, he was just trying to save face, you know, honor his, honor his queen, but also looking to put an end to the violence and put an end to, put an end to what was going on and, and sail on to greener pastures. I don't know. He, he, he had to clean up Tyrion's mess before Tyrion's words, you know, when he made that deal with the slavers that they could, as long as they got rid of slaves and the idea of slavery in a period of time, it was like seven years or whatever it was that he gave them to get it in. And Masande and uh, Grey Worm were like, wait, what, why are you, what are you talking about? They, they need to stop now. And Tyrion was trying to teach them about diplomacy. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, they're getting attacked from, from the sea by the slavers and if you remember that gray worm at that point in time said something very similar you know no more words out of you we've heard we've heard enough of you talking you know you got us into this problem and i, I just it, it's a dynamic between those two characters that has gone back you know four, what, four three or four seasons um so and, and they were all i think that's why davos is such a great character because he stands up and he's like hey you know, remember that battle we had it seemed like just a week ago because it was, we just freaking took out down this whole army of the dead. Remember, we did all, all did that together, and yeah. now we're squabbling over like this, this, this throne, which we always knew in the you know was meaningless because it, it was completely dwarfed by the actual, you know, real problem that this show presented from the very first episode. So I, I you know, so I, again, I give Grey Worm a lot of credit because he showed a ton of restraint. And then what did he do? He sailed off to honor Missandei and he took his army to defend Na. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. Okay. 
So it seems like we're all in agreement that uh, we, we, we thought it was, it was a good episode and uh, it ended or was stopped at a, a, a good point. Uh, so I'm going to let Joe uh, chime in with his, his final thoughts and then, and then Ken, you, you, can, you can go after Joe. Yeah. I guess my final thoughts is I think uh, I, I want to agree with Ken again, you know, you know, up there as maybe the greatest uh, drama TV series ever. You know, I, I think the producers of uh, Dave Breaking Bad might have a thing or two to say about that. But, uh, you know, overall, you know, great experience. Enjoyed it. I don't think the the ending was as bad as the uh, the interweb is saying. Um, I honestly think we're the, we're the only three that think that, by the way. <laughs> that's another <laughs> that's another that's another story. Um, and I think overall, you know, well done. I'm going to miss the show until it's back, I guess. All right, uh, Ken. Well, I, I like didn't plan it this way, but I had a, a really tough Sunday because I did Avengers Endgame with my son. Uh, with, and I won't do spoilers. No, no Avengers spoilers. Don't worry. But I did Avengers Endgame with my son during in the afternoon, and then I did Game of Thrones finale at night. So just every so much of my world kind of came to a, an end on Sunday and I was kind of really left reeling. Um, you know, it's, what you're hearing right now is me just kind of really getting back on my feet after, after all of that. I, I'm going to miss the show immensely. I thought that it was great. I thought that this six season, uh, six episode crap, you know, waiting for a year and a half in between seasons um, was terrible. And the whole, you know, there was a feeling of dread right when the season started. It's like, well, it's like, you know, Christmas day, you, you wait all year for it and then it's here and gone and in a flash. And I think just like the showrunners were always facing that, you know, everyone was always going to lament the, the day that it was over. And I think that kind of sped it. I think that was, that, unfortunately for us, I think that was, had a hand in speeding its demise, but I, I, I know for a fact we're getting more game of Thrones. Um, and I, uh, you know, I will watch it religiously. I, I got it number one um, in the hood, uh, you know, right up there with The Wire and, and um, Breaking Bad, as, as Joe said. So I, I, I'm, I'm appreciative that, it, that we got it. It was a great show. And, and, and I'll watch it again. I, I, Matt, can I just ask you a question? Sure. Which, which, which spinoff show do you want to see the most? I mean, they set up three spinoffs. At the very end, they set up John and Tormund and Ghost, Buddy Comedy in the North. They set up the area of Black Sails, you know, spinoff, uh, you know, uh, on the water. And they, and they set up the, the, you know, Sansa, the kingdom, you know, in the North. You know, those, those are three possible shows. Do you have a, a preference? Uh, of the three, I would like to see the the John Torman uh, buddy cop uh, in the in the wild north uh, uh, the most. Uh, you know that would have the most chance for action and uh, and wildness. So, and I also want uh, Torman to ask John uh, about Brienne um, and what she's what she's doing down there. Because now that uh, now that Jamie's out of the picture, he can uh, maybe hopefully. Uh, get in uh brianne's uh good graces i like the way you think i mean I, clear, and he, he's but he, he i think he might be over her matt his heart was broken and he crapped his pants and the next thing you know he's <laughs> at, at the wall uh, i think we're forgetting uh the fourth show could be a bronze d diy brothel rebuild um so that's just a, that's a, that's that's a winner i'm green lighting that immediately <laughs> <for a second. laughs> 
So, all right. Well, I think that's that's gonna that's gonna wind it up. Hey, uh, Ken, this isn't your uh, this isn't your first time on a podcast, so I'm not sure if there'll be much crossover. But why don't you uh, why don't you tell people where they can uh, where they can find you uh, online and uh, some of your your other endeavors? Absolutely. Twitter is at it's raining Ken. Um, uh, First Amendment Sports on YouTube to catch all of our weekly, uh, we do D.C. sports talk. We think D.C. is a great sports town. Joe might not agree, but we think D.C. is a great sports town. We tell that story every week, high school, college, pro. We follow it all. We talk about it all. And we broadcast live sports. Check us out. Thanks for the uh, opportunity, Matt. No problem. Probably the people of the, well, if there's anybody left in the Red Keep, those, those folks might be uh, Redskins fans. Well, I think, uh, can we, um, can we get a ACL from a dragon can, and, and maybe get it into one of our linebackers? <laughs> I might be able to help. <laughs> they have, they have, uh, yeah, maybe some, uh, stem cells, uh, as well. So, all right. Yeah. So, uh, I'd like Joe, you, uh, you don't want to shout out your social media, do you? I really don't. I just, maybe no. I'll say, uh, maybe a little, uh, I think on this, on this podcast network, baseball busters. Baseball busters, yeah. Busters, you know, and uh, that would be maybe I would be what I be shouting out. All right, sounds good. All right, I'd like to to thank everybody uh, for listening, and uh, we will be back with a another episode very soon. So, uh, Ken, why don't you uh, say goodbye to the folks, and then we'll we'll let Joe uh, say his goodbyes. I appreciate you guys having having me on. Love the opportunity to mix it up on Game of Thrones. Um, and, and guys, let's do this again. There's lots of good TV on. We just can't get caught up in this. this it's over now, you know? It's like the, when the Truman Show ended. They're like, well, now what are we going to do? But, you know, we, we got we, we, there's stuff, it. There's stuff we can do. You know, I, I just think we need to put our heads together, you know, and get after it. Get Lance, Lance Hayden involved. You know, he's, he's a pretty smart guy. I think he can figure something out for us. Well, we, 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 we could do that. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll all, we'll all gather up and, uh, we'll, we'll figure out our, our next endeavor here. So Joe, uh, Matt, Matt, Hey, Maddie, also, before I let you guys go, I'm going to pitch you, you just think about this graphic novel set in a basement <laughs> podcasting by night, video games, maybe a little bit of a day job here and there. Family, kids, juggling it all, trying to make it work. Just, just, just give it some thought. There's a, a wooden bear involved. This thing writes itself. That's uh, that, that that sounds good. I'll, uh, I'll, 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 I'll reach out to my artist friends and uh, see if we, if we, <laughs> we, can get, we can get moving on that. So, all right, Joe, it's your, uh, it's your chance to say goodbye, and then we're, we're gonna sign off. I guess I'll, you know, long live the king of the uh, six kingdoms. And uh, that'll be it. All right. Thanks a lot, everybody. Bye-bye.